You just heard the lurking fears, cold jaws of death. This is a Wreck Metal podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Jason. And that's from a record called Out of the Voiceless Grave. Correct. Very uh, um, H.P. Lovecraft as uh, some of the themes going on. Mm-hmm. And um, cool band, obviously. I'm sure most of you have probably heard of them, uh, being that the, the At the Gates Tampa connection. Yep. It's got Adrian on drums from At the Gates. Gates. Uh, you said uh, there's a guitar, old guitarist. I should have looked it up. I didn't. From Edge of Sanity, yeah. Right? Just Edge of Sandy and uh, it's all old stalwarts of the of the scene. These guys have. I don't think there's any. That's basically all old school guys. Mm-hmm. It has an interesting vibe that you don't. There's a lot of stuff out there that's throwback and um, tries to kind of capture that old stuff, but to have original practitioners of it go back and do something this like uh with this much restraint yeah it's pretty impressive to me and you and i were kind of talking before it's got like a nice economy to it you know it's it's kind of like streamlined it's not trying to do too much that solo especially i i kind of was geeked uh to point out to mark really reminded me old grotesque type stuff it's like you know two notes Mm -hmm. kind of shit and they keep that same tremolo riff going through the whole thing and And old dissection-y you know yeah very you know even the production sounds like an old uh you know like maybe like the second demo of a band where they actually went to the studio for the first time but they're still trying to figure everything out it's got a really good vibe i I totally didn't pay attention to it when it came out and then i had a promo of it and started listening to it at the gym over and over and over and was that uh, was that a lead review or no. for Decibel? I know it was, was reviewing Decibel. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, I think it was at the Blood Incantation, or was that what was the lead review that month? I think it came out this Probably. month. Probably. that. So. Yeah. Then that Spectral Voice, that's another thing that's pretty yeah, interesting. That's that's really it. incredible. And then uh, I kind of, I coupled listening to Lurking Fear with uh, the Expulsion record. Yeah. yeah. It's the kind of almost like a repulsion ode, basically. It, it's, it's, I think, my understanding is that it probably was written... To, with, be a, to be a repulsion, new two, like an yeah, EP, yeah. and then s- certain things happened to where yeah. that wasn't going to be the case. And but, so uh, Matt Harvey's involved with it, which is cool. Yeah, he's Matt Olivio. That's is that? I mean, Matt Olivio doesn't do much. He's done. There's that uh, that heavy metal band. I think it's called Mirror. That came out a couple years oh, ago. With okay. The dude from that used to be in Satan's Wrath. Okay. Uh, he was he used to be the bass player in uh, Electric Wizard. Is well, Olivia he's, was? He's, no, the guy that oh, from this band. Oh, I know what you're talking about. With, yeah, yeah. Uh, face yep. tattoos yep. and everything. Yep. Um, but he yeah, he's not in. I think. Yeah, he's not in a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff. But so yeah. it's interesting. It's like 17 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's great. Five, it's everything yeah, that I want out of, out of you know death metal. So we kind of wanted to start off with just kind of a fun song of something we've been listening to more recently. Um, the reason why we're doing this kind of very special sort of one-off episode is to kind of talk a little bit about the the Patreon that we've started, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that in, in a moment. But uh, and thank you right off the bat. Yeah, a uh, very very good response. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll list off some of our, our initial Patreon people uh, in a bit when we kind of get into the the, the nits and the nitty gritty of it all. Um, but basically, we just wanted to kind of catch up with you um, because we're we're going to try and create a, a new model a little bit for how you know we release the shows, maybe a little bit more frequently, and, and trying to get into a theme and do a little bit more professional stuff now that people have oh, an expectation yeah. on us to to try and do some things. And so, well, and then, yeah, we're not just taking money and then going buying pizzas. Like we yeah. want to invest it back into the show, and you know that's that's the biggest hurdle is to try to get to stay up on technology, mm-hmm. especially under limited means. Like I don't. I don't make a ton of money. I still have my computers right now are like 
my main workhorse is from 2008. Yeah. Well, in this mic, we were just talking about, this is the same mic we've used since 08, since Every episode single one. show. <laughs> like, maybe when we get new stuff, we'll, like, raffle this off. Yeah, yeah. We'll sign like it. Of, we'll sign somebody. it. It could be a good, cool, like, Patreon kind of, like, uh, you know, trivia prize or yeah, lottery some, or something if like that, that. If that incentivizes people. But, yeah, <laughs> we just like to get a nice analog system set up. We've already got, I've already got a mixer uh, to get some decent, like, so basically we have, like, a radio style where I can mix everybody in. Right now we're using a single multi or omnidirectional microphone and if we could both have pop guards have our own mics yeah. headphones like want it to sound as much as like npr as possible yeah. and it's kind of amazing <laughs> what we've been able to to pull off that i think probably people have no idea who love our show what we've done with such uh simple means yes and, you know. uh, but yeah so uh how's life mark everything good good uh busy as, yeah. as usual um, you just got back from a, a comic thing in beth zeta right uh, the Small Press Expo yeah, in a lovely commuter town of Bethesda, Maryland. Bethesda, sorry. Bethesda, I don't know. Uh, super close to, to D.C. Um, but that's kind of like the premier independent comic show, in the, at least in for my speed of things. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mainstream comic show, which surprisingly lately, I'm going to be doing another one probably by the time this is out. Uh, the Derby Comic Con, which is or Derby City Comic Con, is in um, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, sweet. Um, so usually people come out pretty good for those. Lately, they've they've changed a lot since I did them in the early two thousands. So doing more and what, shows. And besides, I know you've mentioned the the priest book that you did that mm-hmm. Decibel sort of teamed up with you on. But like, what are what are some other kind of little projects or like? I know you did the Stephen King and Thing illustrations and just little yeah. Different things well, I did a I did a collection of my old sci fi stories called uh, Beyond the Beyond, which is just old uh, kind of O Henry ending. Is that the Twilight Zone ish stuff? Does it have the echoes from Asteroid X? Is, mm-hmm. is it, yeah, that and War. Yep. And I just wanted to find a way to kind of like re put those out again. I did new painted covers for them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're worth checking out if people like that. I, I want people to see another side to my work. But speaking of Matt Harvey from Exhumed, we're also teaming up on some comics together as well. Cool. He's wrote a, a handful of scripts and we've been, been going back and forth on those. So it's going to be in the vein of those old Twilight Zones. Oh, like nice. some period stuff. Nice. But. Um, so that's, I don't know when that's going to come out, but, uh, we've mentioned on social media that it's happening. So yeah. throw it out there for people. One of the things, uh, I was telling Mark, uh, cause I love his echoes from asteroid X short story that he did, uh, several years ago. It, it was originally published, right? 2007. Yeah. It was like, right. <laughs> like, you know, it's 10 years old now. It's yeah, crazy. I was going to say right when we started recording the podcast, but it really reminded me if, uh, those of you who are kind of like TV nerd fans, um, the most recent season of Fargo had kind of a weird subplot about an old sci-fi writer and they animated one of his stories in an episode when the, the, the main investigator of the show, um, I forget her, Carrie Coon, I think is the actress's name. I haven't seen the season. And so. she's from, uh, also the leftovers that show on HBO. She's one of the main oh, yeah, lead, yeah. lead yeah. actresses yeah. there, but she's like investigating it. And in the, the story that, that she's telling one of the short stories from the character who's been uh, murdered, which is like the first episode. So it's not much of a spoiler for Fargo, but it really reminded me of Echoes from Asteroid X. It's kind of this like, cool. this melancholic. Um, it's just something kind of like a, a, a real beautiful but simple vibe. There's not yeah. a lot to it, but yet this, there's sort of beauty in the simplicity. And I kind of I remember thinking, man, this reminds me of that, that story Mark wrote. And then it was kind of ironic that you were like, <laughs> re redoing it, yeah, and stuff. So that's the only comic I've ever done where I've had multiple um, women come up to me and said that they cried. And I was yeah. like, that's. 
and I have not done it since. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hold on to all the small victories. You know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. For me, I've just been kind of in the grind of, of getting back into things with school. Mark does a lot of cool stuff for those of you that follow us on Facebook. A lot and of stuff. mundane things as well, but yeah. Yeah, but no, he does cool stuff for <laughs> us with, uh, you know, he did our, our Ramones shirt for our cross-country stuff, and uh, he helps us out with some cross-country shirts, too, for um, a big meet that we put on, but we just, I just survived homecoming week, so proudly decorated our hallways in the theme of Egypt, so we made like a pretty nice. badass Was pyramid. King Diamond stuff in uh, I wish. I kind of wanted to throw that <laughs> stuff out, but... Um, you know, most of the juniors complain about the music that I play just to like why we're building, let alone if I went into King Diamond Merciful Fate territory. But it could be a you know, little obnoxious to Yeah. Me. But Power Slave, maybe I could sneak in every so often. They, they might dig that. But any uh, Horus statues or anything? Like we did do some sarcophaguses nice. and we had a lot of mummy stuff going on. We had a pyramid. It was pretty badass. We actually won our you know, I, I'm junior class sponsor and we beat the seniors, which was quite a quite a coup. Cause, uh, I did, and I, I was uh, helping that one year. I think I did like you, a, did, you did Buzz Lightyear for us. You helped us make some Buzz Lightyear stuff, head or, something. or was the t- was the head for the Buzz Lightyear? I think it was something. So I got a cardboard yeah. masking tape. Yeah. And I got paid in all as much uh, hot and ready pizza yes, as I could yes, eat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And I ate way too much hot and ready pizza this week. So I was I was talking about the the, the bad the hom- homecoming diet, but. Outside of that, you know, um, I've been trying to kind of keep up with you know metal stuff here and there, but it's it's kind of been a little bit slow. Um, there's been like you know, the new Satyricon uh, has kind of like recently surfaced, and that's been kind of a cool return to form for them a little. Yeah, bit. it's an interesting record. It's not like groundbreaking, but it's uh, I, I've never I I know some people don't they think they're boring they do the same thing over and over again, but. I like that kind of Thorns riff style that started with Rebel Extravaganza. Yeah, and, and kind of I, I really off. enjoy listening to Frost's drums. Yeah. Like, as Fun. simple as everything else is, he's always like pushing the envelope a little bit on if it's not his playing, it's like the recording of how it's done and it's just mm-hmm. it's interesting for how a two piece band can for sure can sound like that, you know. Yep, and uh, you know, outside of that I bought Hell in the Cell tickets, so I'm pretty pumped to, to do that. Uh it's the first time I'm gonna go see some brutality. Do you know the the Hell in the Cell, right? It's different than a steel cage. It has a roof on it. So okay. You can't escape anyway, so it's just going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> How many people fun. are in it? Uh, it was two different Hell in the Cell matches. So okay, yeah. just is it one on one or is it like tag? One team is stuff? a tag team match, and then one is a one on one, and one is Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon's son. So is uh, he? He's he's a risk taker. He does these crazy bumps. That's kind of his reputation. Is he's done? So like, is he like an actual like a wrestler? Is he more like Vince coming out and get, taking his licks in this? That's okay. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's but he's kind of the hero in this equation. The 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 the, the villain in it is a guy named Kevin Owens from Canada, and he um, he came out the other night and and confronted Vince McMahon, who's seventy two and. Still gave, taking steroids, apparently. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> By the looks and, of uh, <laughs> and and gave him blood the hard way, which is rough. So you know, a lot of times they talk about where you know you you cut yourself with a razor blade. Yeah. You know? um, this he headbutted Vince McMahon so hard that he was in a bloody mess, and it was they call it hard way blood, where like you do it the hard way, like yeah, you know, you actually break. And for a seventy-two year old guy to like still be taking that stuff, I you know, Vince McMahon's kind of. I have my crit- critiques of him, but he, uh, it was, it was you know, if, if I made as much money as him, I would probably be fine with <laughs> yeah, letting exactly. guys do that to me. But, but I'm pretty pumped because we don't, we don't get pay-per-views coming to Detroit very often, you know, so like, yeah. I don't know. I've been to like two wrestling events in my whole life, so why the fuck not? So, that's good. I, if you're a metalhead out there that's also going to Hell in the Cell, I'll it'd be, be an interesting uh, thing to see. Section 227, stop by and, and find me. But uh, yeah, outside of that, you know, we just, like I said, we, we kind of got Patreon kind of kicking off the ground over the last uh, month or so. I know it's been something we've been talking about in a lot of our episodes, uh, and we finally did it, and it was it was nice to start to get some response from it, and mm-hmm. a lot of people 
shared uh, my posts about Patreon links and things on both Facebook and Face Facebook and Twitter um, in terms of you know getting the word out there, and we've had a pretty good response. But what we wanted to do is record kind of a, just a special one-off episode to get the Patreon information out there and um, let all our subscribers know, because I know a lot of our subscribers aren't on Facebook and probably don't follow us on Twitter. True. And we're kind of a, our web presence is, we don't have a website. I know it died. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I mean that, yeah, that's, we've probably mentioned that before. That was a long, I used to know how to do code and all this stuff. And then my, uh, my entire library for this thing got corrupted a couple of years ago now. And that was not just your library for this. It was your library for your artwork too, right? Yeah. There's like four websites that were connected to that. And it was just, uh, I, it wasn't worth going back and doing it anymore because the whole shift of the internet is not so much about websites as much anymore as it's about social media. And then you put yeah. links up and then people can get to it that way or just searching online. Like it's not like, it wasn't like a destination mm-hmm. place. Um, I do miss that. We lost all those show notes that we wrote. I know. That makes all that stuff is gone, except what's in the um, what's ever in the ID three tags and yeah. in the the iTunes stuff. But I would love if somebody. I know we mentioned this out there. If somebody wants to help us, we will pay for the website, the hosting. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to do any of the code anymore. And I know our buddy Luke, who uh, listens to us out of Taiwan, said that he he might have somebody. And I, I unfortunately, when he told me that, I was so busy, I didn't really do a lot of follow up with it. So I'll mm-hmm. I'll kind of pursue that uh, again but yeah the problem is the the hosting you know yeah. uh paying for that so if, you know if we know someplace that we can either get a free host or, or you know somebody that'd be willing to help us out with some space I, if they I, have a lot ideally of- it would be nice to host the audio somewhere else at some point i want to make i need to do this soon because who knows if this, this site could just die tomorrow yeah yeah i we need to download every single episode the highest resolution possible save it on a thumb drive and then see what other options are out there. Yeah, for I mean, I have an I have an extra external hard drive that we could maybe do something with that too. You know, it should. I mean, I've I've got thumb drives now that can hold. You can get everything, sick. every piece of art I've ever made at high res. It's yeah, insane. You can get a lot. Yeah. So we need to do that. But I, if people care about that stuff, about the, I'd, you know, show notes would be cool. Putting the, we could even put pictures in of like our notes and stuff. Yeah. If that yeah. maybe that's something. I mean, I share that stuff sometimes on Twitter. Like here's our yeah. scri- scribbled notes. Maybe we could even stuff. do that with you know Patreon, or we talked mm-hmm. to possibly maybe doing like a live stream of the recording process. Yeah, just Behind available to patrons yeah. and yep. see how that goes. But see like what you guys want, what you're willing to uh, <laughs> to give us money for. Yeah, so we can make our, the show sound better and be easier to do, so we can do it more often. You know, we're not, uh, by no means are we professionals. Obviously, we do this as a fun hobby, and we've always sort of done it for our, you know, first for our enjoyment, which I think, you know, hopefully most most art that is appreciated, the artists did it, I think, hopefully for themselves yes. first, not to, like, please people or whatever. And yeah. so we've always been passionate about the, the things we like and some of the things we don't like, and we've, we've tried to, you know, push our boundaries a little bit, um, but we're kind of still new to the, the whole patreon game and and kind of what what the maybe some of the expectations or what some of the things that people might be you know up for and we'll you know kind of get into that in just a second um but before that i just one little thing because of kind of recent events i want to sort of throw out there is um myself and an organization that i'm sort of part of we did some research to look into um the best hurricane relief uh fund that we we can and we did some investigations and actually uh givehands.org came up with a kind of a four-star rating it was even higher rated than like american red cross and some of those not that those are bad but but a lot of that stuff it doesn't 
go there's a lot of not all bureaucracy. that goes there yeah yeah yep. and so this has like you know some of the highest percentages of like help actually gets to to where it needs to go and and, and pretty quick and so for hurricane irma my kids are kind of starting one so if any of you are you know interested and you've been kind of waiting to or haven't had the time to like research an organization that you want to give money to uh, if you go to give.hands.org uh, backslash team and then backslash our team number is 135943 it's 135943 um, that'd be cool or just go to the website on your own and, and give on your own you don't have to be part of our team or anything like that but that's something that some of my kids that I teach uh, they're really trying to run that and, and get it spread through social media and getting their families involved and stuff and then we also need decibel magazine which which mark works for they're doing a fundraiser for hurricane harvey as well if you, uh, yeah if you just go to decibel.com go to the um the search bar and just type in hurricane harvey and yeah so and i know there's a lot of there's obviously probably a lot of fans that listen to our show from several of those states that have been afflicted um you know I mentioned that. In Puerto Rico. Yeah, in Puerto Rico as well. And, and you've got, um, you know, Irma, I, I sort of joked, you know, you got all the Florida death metal hotbed down there. We got to take care of them. And, you know, uh, but oh. obviously Texas and yeah. know, all the other states, Louisiana, that, that have been kind of hit by some of that. So that's just a little plug for, for hurricane relief because that's kind of been been going on the last several weeks. Uh, you know, Puerto Rico, what, about a week ago, uh, I yeah. think, is, is when that got hit by the third storm. And you know, the thing is, you know, that they're a thousand miles away from anything. Yeah. And we have a president who doesn't seem to have any kind of tact or um, help. He, he's more concerned with NFL people yeah. protesting uh, than... I almost about. don't know where to begin. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's almost It's like, so exhausting. I'm not even going to yeah, go into it, but yeah. just the... the <laughs> Puerto Rico thing, we, they are United States citizens. Yeah, it's not like except they can't vote. So you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Can people in Guam vote? I don't think so either. It's, another, it's a territory, yeah, so they can't vote. They're in a kind of weird gray zone. That's, that's and then kind of there's all that stuff with um, the bonds that mm-hmm. basically, you know, fucked over so many people in Puerto Rico too. Mm-hmm. Like people speculating on their currency and shit. It's just like, oh man. So yeah, it's, it's help a, them out if you can. Throw them a couple bucks. If you're worried about it, you can write it off on your taxes. There you go. There you go. So, but in terms of Patreon, um, we, uh, you know, if you're interested in becoming part of our, our Patreon, which uh, several of you already have, and I really appreciate people sharing the links and giving some shout outs on uh, podcasts, a couple of podcasts that I want to kind of give a shout out because they've done a lot and sh- sort of sharing us is one is called Fathoming Heavy. You should check that one out. Really cool. Uh, and another one that I have like a weird personal relationship with is Into the Combine, which are actually three of my former students uh, that have kind of gone and done some really neat things. And they cover a lot of stuff that is kind of off marketized radar screen because it's you know maybe more skewed to a, maybe a younger audience or some of it's newer. But they also have a great reverence for for stuff that's awesome, you know, like uh, historical. They did, you know, Dan Swano interviews and, and things like that. Yeah. And, um, so that very cool. And they've, they've done a lot to sort of share our podcasts and things. And then another one that I want to, to read about, cause he sent us a kind of a letter and he's actually one of our Patreons. Um, and so he said, there's a guy named, uh, Phil Wadey and he does a podcast called Phil's breakfast metal. Very cool. And he said, hi, Mark and Jason. I've been meaning to email you guys for a while. Firstly, thanks so much for bringing back your excellent podcast. I discovered it a few years ago while you were on hiatus and was instantly hooked. Your love and knowledge of great metal is really compelling. Plus, it's very rare to find people who get as excited as me about Enslaved. And, of course, we did that exhausting two-part uh, episode, which is kind of fun in hindsight. It's almost like a 
a testament of wills to get to get through like you know four straight hours of like enslave but yeah um he said also i really like your more intellectual approach to the subject matter most metal podcasts tend to be a lot sillier slash drunker or just not as well researched i've gone back uh i've gone back through most of the archive now and been introduced to so many good bands i think i'd otherwise have missed dawn and sentence are some that real a real standouts really glad you've put together a patreon it's great to have a chance to give a little for all the hours of entertainment also your podcast inspired me to try something similar i started my own podcast in a very similar vein sorry for stealing your formula trust me there's no this is no formula this is just kind of something we invented you know it's like a our npr version it's just i mean it's our personalities yeah and we're like doing it based almost kind of doing it based on um the radio show model of like when I used to host a couple of radio shows, like yeah. we just would do a talk set, play like four or five and, songs. Come you, know, back, you know, the stuff, and this is why I started most of my other, you know, the other, some other podcasts I did long term is here and why I started doing a zine, you know, the actual Requiem magazine with Chris stick back in the day is that we saw a couple and we're like, I don't like this. Like yeah. we could do something, could do something. so much cooler. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of sticking to it and putting a ton of work into it. Yeah. And it might not have been, Better than the things that other things we're reading, but at least we tried. We, we tried. got out there, yeah. and a couple people liked it. It got us in the our foot in the door for shit we say, were doing. You, our, you and Chris life. are still involved in yeah. some way in the metal world, you yeah. Know, and I'm kind of fringe involved, you know, with the podcast and stuff. But uh, yeah, and he just said we gave you guys a plug in one of the recent episodes. Uh, sorry, I completely forgot to mention the Patreon. They just mentioned the podcast. Looking forward to the new stuff coming. Uh, the Seance episode was excellent, Phil. So thank you, Phil. Thank and, you, Phil. Uh, check out that podcast as well. So there's a lot of like neat metal podcasts out there. I, I mean, I've stumbled on some that are pretty juvenile, and I have. A, that's been you know. my biggest thing is that I, I get a lot of recommendations, but it's tough to, uh, God, to, to listen to this. I don't have the time yeah. to sit down and listen to a lot. The only time I really have the time. It's kind of like when you interview a band or you talk to a director, like, oh, what what's new stuff are you listening to? It's like. Kind of the old shit I used to listen yeah. to when I was, you know, was younger that gets me excited now. I just don't have the, uh, I really appreciate that people are doing this stuff, but I just don't have the time to sit down and listen to a lot of it. I, know. I think if I was, I, if I was like a journalist that did this for a living, like sure. I always, I'm always impressed at like the new things that Chris is able to sort of like digest. And then I realize, well, he's also writing and doing some reviews and things. So like he's, there's an incentive to, to invest some of that time. Yeah. You're in that bit. stream. And I get, you know, I get like, uh, just from doing the artwork I do, um, promo things from, you know, Metal Blade and Season of Mist and all these other labels. And you get, I mean, every day I get probably three or four, but what is it that mm-hmm. sparks you to want to, like, oh, it's a legacy band, I'll go check it out, or, you know, or this one has some trust, buzz. Or some, yeah. the biggest thing about how you hear about new music is when every month Albert Edusable tells me what the lead review is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I investigate the band a little bit just to get, you know, reference photos and all that kind of stuff. Listen to the, I get, usually can get like a promo of the record and hear it. And that's when I don't, I just don't have that desire when I was younger just to like find every new thing. Yeah. Like that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think after time you kind of, you have a good BS meter so you can figure out is this hyped because of it's really good or because it's controversial? Like what, the reason why. And if I can kind of, parse all that and figure out this is you know the spectral voice is something that is actually in my wheelhouse that i don't need to rediscover some new you know six different kinds of metal put together this is more my there's there's a few things that like it's unfortunate that i don't have some more of that time because i told mark that sometimes i don't it doesn't hit me the first time i listen to it and so if i don't give it like a second listen i kind of miss out on a few things you know i was kind of telling him that 
the you know like the newer like anathemas and newer catatonias like they're good on their own merit they might have kind of gravitated away from from some of like what the traditional expectations of those bands might have been for say in the the 90s but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> but at the same time, like the there's a kind of a certain, um, you know, you get a lot out of investing in those records. But I don't always have the time to invest in those records the way I used to, say, when mm-hmm. I was in college or in my young, you know, mid twenties. Sure, it's just a, a different thing. I'm often listening to podcasts in my car rather than CDs and stuff, and it's it kind of stinks. I, I really should be. You know, there's a record I want to check out from uh, the band. I'm sure you've heard of them called the Bell Witch, which is I think on. Um, uh, oh, I've, I've I've heard they're the, the name, s- but I don't they're on the same it. label as Spectral Voices. Um, that great great label that almost oh Dark Descent. Yeah, yeah. I think they're I think they're on that label. Mm. I'll have to look at my email. I yeah, I, I can't remember. But um, you know, it's like one song. It's like 80 minutes long. But it's supposed to be like incredible, and you know, like you know, I appreciate like they're they're trying to do something like new, and like that's something I've been meaning to check out. But then I think, when do I have eighty straight minutes? You know, like I gotta, I gotta really set aside some time to kind of get into stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, and then one last podcast that has not given a shout out, and I recently actually just discovered it this week, and I thought I was gonna show it to Mark. Uh, it's called Heavy Metal Historian. It's oh, actually nice. pretty cool. Yeah, the guy's British, I believe. I don't know a whole lot about him yet, but. Um, well, he's going to sound better than us just yeah. because that accent yeah. automatically he, gives you validation. And he just does some kind of like cool little episodes, um, and he's still putting stuff out. He, he started a couple of years ago. like He had one episode called Lovecraft and Metal, and he's just talking That's about cool. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And he did some stuff on like proto-metal. I just listened to a two-parter he did on like shock rock where he kind of gave the roots, and he was talking a lot about like Arthur Brown. And just, it's, it's cool. Like I'm a history guy. You know, Mark and I, I watch a lot too. of documentaries just, yeah, yeah. and stuff. You know, like I watch. I mean, I watch the three-hour Eagles documentary. Yeah. I don't care who it's about. Yeah. If it's a band with any kind of like longevity or legacy or something, it's interesting. For yeah, me to, that, that new one on Joplin that they put out on Netflix was incredible. Like, and I, 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 I'm kind of like hit or miss sometimes with Joplin, but I was like, her story's compelling, and I don't know. There's yeah. there's history to everything. I always tell my students that. Like yeah. when kids say like I don't like history, I'm like. Well, you're interested in something, so you you do like something about how that something you're into got there. And they're like, well, well yeah, I the, guess. You know, the older I get, the more I want to know why things happened, or at least have several different you know avenues of why things could have potentially happened. And it makes the stuff you love much more rich and make more sense and make and just mean more. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in the last handful of years, just watching all those, um, that I think it was a CNN series, like the 60s, the 70s, mm-hmm. and the 80s. Yeah. And just to like simply, you know, take these vague ideas of certain like political movements or wars and like boil it down to like this is basically why it happened. Yeah. And and, and having sometimes it be there's across an oversimplification the board, with those. Sure. But, but but they they the narrative for like people that aren't history majors is also really compelling and can like draw yeah. people in, which I think is effective. And they 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 have polarizing people because they'll have a left wing dude, then they'll have Newt Gingrich, mm-hmm. like yeah. so, and they're both kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. So it's a it's by no means law, but it's a it's a good inroad to like. Well, if I'm more interested in this, I can check out. It makes my whole childhood make a little bit more sense oh, politically, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah politically and socially, and yeah. some of the stuff that like when you and I were in elementary school, we probably missed some subtle cues of what was like kind of happening in pop culture and how it was well, like, connected to. Yeah, like, I didn't realize why my dad hated Reagan so yeah, much. Yeah. Like he seems nice. He was an yeah. actor. He seems yeah, cool, he seemed right? Fun, right? And he was on like Saturday Night Lights skits, and you know, yeah. like. Oh, Phil, I'm Phil, just an old man. Phil Collins puppets and bad MTV yeah. videos and things yeah. land of confusion or whatever. But 
Yeah, and uh, Spitting Image that uh, Fred yeah. Willard hosted. Uh, That's bar where those thing, pu- the, uh, puppets for the Land yeah. of Confusion video came from. Another good one, if we're kind of riffing on on some of that, is um, Ken Burns just did the Vietnam one. Did you see that yet? No, I've I've heard him interviewed a couple it's, times, but eighteen hours. It's it's I'm through like three of the seven or I think it's seven episodes, seven or eight. And it's is it mostly the my problem with Ken Burns is his uh, visual style. It's good. This is really good. Okay, cause because he, he has modern footage to be able to like okay. interject with things. Because he's, um, I mean, it's not you don't get the, like the, the, still the Civil photos, War slowly, pan thing. Because yeah. in iMovie, there's actually a filter. It's called Ken Burns. That's pan. It's, it's the yeah. default. Yeah, so you I have know. to turn off the Ken filter. Like, like, okay. I know when we've done some slideshows for like cross country, we had some. Sometimes <laughs> we'd lean on it a little heavy sometimes. No, it's it's good, and one of the things that was so really interesting about it is it gives both perspectives. You know, you get some. He did a lot of good work getting like the North Vietnamese in there. And well, he, he had a guy the pro war Viet Cong as well, right? That's what but, I mean. Yeah, yeah, he's got Viet Cong, North mm-hmm. Vietnamese troops. You know, like it's it's really compelling, and it I could see if I was a veteran, like it would it would awake awaken some some demons but not in a bad way like almost in a way of like being able to like process some of it a little bit and like put it to bed but it's uh as a history person and as somebody that teaches the vietnam war in one of my global studies classes i'm really geeked to to be able to use some ask some parts of it well and then that in our distant pop culture in our childhood that was used to explain so many character traits and like you know the Mm -hmm. punisher and like even in the old gi joe comics Mm -hmm. a lot of guys were veterans of the vietnam war and it was always just a I never understood why that war existed as a, until you know later on as a teenager or whatever. Yeah. Well, Rambo too. I mean, but it was just like it was things. such a catalyst for everything for social movements for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Apocalypse Now. I mean, it's one of those. It's a, it's a huge. Yeah, it's a, there's a movie industry centered around. There's a music industry centered around Vietnam. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, it's a huge part of my rock and roll history class is like integrating it with with Vietnam and and not just protest music, but but uh, you know how it did kind of like shattered a generation in a way and sent them kind of in different kind of a myriad of directions in the 70s yeah. and things like that but led uh, to you know probably punk rock to some degree and like you know, mc5 and stooges and all that kind of mm-hmm. you know outrage and anger but yeah was, it's it's the a, a great like mirror to you know world war ii being this great you know pious war that well, we uh, did it all the greatest generation the, yeah you know like i mean there's then there's to have of, like not 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 Saying that the you know the people who fought it weren't any better, but, no, but they, they, they were thrown into a situation the, that yeah. was not worth fighting for. Yeah, it was felt. a politi- a bunch of you know higher up political people that decided the fates of all these guys. And it's so fascinating, and not to get into like Vietnam, but hey, this could be a, like a little <laughs> page. This could be a Patreon uh, kind of bonus episode where we just Mark and I talk about history shit. But you know, it was it's so interesting that you had. A lot of the problem with Vietnam is what had helped win World War II was people like Robert McNamara, who was like a, a number-crunching kind of bureaucratic statistician. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave us some of the advantages over Japan and, and um, Hitler, because those were like modern, predictable armies. But when you start applying like statistician and mathematics to like uh, a peasant sort of guerrilla war uprising... It, it's 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 you know like that was the mistake we got lured into is like yeah. we were crunching numbers too much and not realizing that the death count didn't you know like a war of attrition wasn't going to get like a peasant army to stop their Vietnam Revolution which is what it was it was mm-hmm. their version of the American Revolution you yeah. Know? yeah you're fighting for a whole different set of reasons than your imperial government is telling you to do it you know what I mean like so it's it's unfortunate but you and being you, in a you know an atmosphere and terrain that's completely alien absolutely and like yeah. uh it's and a lack of understanding of vietnamese history that mm-hmm. they going back to like 
and this is not to get all history nerd, but you know, going back to like the second century BC and uh, CE when you know the there were like female Vietnamese uh, women that are called the Trung sisters that were like generals that led like resistance forces against the Chinese, and then when the Japanese moved in and the French moved in, they're always they're, they've, always they've been never been comfortable with being imperialized some cultures like korea has always been a lot more comfortable with being like colonized by like china and other cultures sometimes vietnam is always kind of like um it's got that itch it can't scratch like it just it's not it's rebellious it doesn't want to be contained by some a foreign power and that's yeah two thousand years of history tells you that but we didn't we just kind of ignored that and said, eh, they'll, they'll embrace democracy. Yeah, yeah, communism, you know? Yeah, they'll embrace democracy and stuff. And, and their version of communism was much different, too, you know, from a philosophical standpoint. They were using communism as a means to an end, mm-hmm. not because they were really, like, into it. Yeah. It was, like, just a way to, like... Get them to where they wanted to be. Yeah, and to get support from China and Russia, which is what they needed. You know, they yeah. needed funding and, you know, anyway, anyways, something, yeah. So, back to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of, like I said, we were kind of talking about some of the benefits or some of the things that we would give to some of the the Patreons, and we kind of had three, so far three things that we were thinking about. One could be some extra podcasts. Um, Mark and I have kind of flirted with the idea of doing like a, you know, film or pop culture podcast because we do have other interests. Um, I was a film major, and Mark took a lot of the film classes I was in. We took them together, and Mark still spends a lot of time listening to director commentaries. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a whole separate way of getting like a, a film education and you know um whether it be horror movies or film noir there's a lot of different kind of like subgenres that you and i are, mm-hmm. are kind of geeked about old westerns and horror and everything. for sure yeah you know and so like i mean if that's something like people would maybe be interested in um we've also had requests in the past for like mark and i to do like a like a show on like some of our favorite indie rock or jazz music or you know jazz for metalheads or indie rock for metalheads and like those are things we could still do as like a normal requiem show but like we would definitely entertain doing some of those kind of like oddball shows that maybe are a little bit less less than normal for, mm-hmm. for what our requiem fans kind of expect so that was one thing we, we sort of talked about doing another one um that i sort of posted on there is if you you know donated a certain amount and i think ten dollars was initially what i kind of set up that we would um once we start to build enough patreons we could do kind of almost a lottery system where we draw out you know maybe once every like three or you know two or three episodes we draw a name out of one of the Patreons and they, um, you know, give us a, an album that, that meant a lot to them that they, mm-hmm. they would be geeked for us to sort of digest, or maybe they give us a couple choices and then we pick yeah. one that we're, we're most comfortable with. And then we bring that Patreon on for like, you know, maybe like a little five or 10 minute interview to tell us like why they wanted us to, to sort of analyze and dissect that record and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, um, I've seen that done on other podcasts before the laps fan one I've mentioned before the wrestling podcast I listen to, they do a really nice job with that. And that seems to really like, you know, I think it unites some of the fans a little bit and gives, brings them into the process, into too, the process yeah. creatively. And I, I think that could be really cool. And then another thing maybe is just an initial gift, even for just, you know, signing up as a Patreon, even if you don't hit that, that $10 a month limit is I just found a box of some old Eclipse and Requiem magazines, like a huge, huge box. And there was a, there was a thread not too long back on Facebook. I don't know if Mark saw it, but people were kind of talking about old uh, Eclipse issues and stuff. Oh, I know what it was. It was when uh, the total eclipse happened, and I oh, was posting eclipse, those yeah. pictures of it. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, I never saw that issue, or I have that one, but not that one. Like, how can I get one?" And I kind of was like, 
yeah, I don't know. I'll have to talk to Chris and Mark and see yeah. if we have any. And then lo and behold, I was in my basement like two days ago, and I was because I had a little flood issue in my basement, and so I um, was was moving boxes around. And I was like, oh shit, that's like an entire giant like magazine box just full of random issues of Eclipse. There's even a few requiems in there, not not a lot, but a mm-hmm. few. So I was thinking it would be kind of cool. I'll have to go through and see what issues we have and what we don't, but for maybe some of the Patreons to mail them a, just as a thank you for signing up for Patreon, just yeah. a random Eclipse issue. Because I know. really doubt, I've, it's funny things over the, since like Instagram and Facebook have you know become so ingrained in our lives, I get a lot of people forwarding photos of like, oh, I saw, it was at Amoeba Records in LA, or San Francisco, one of the two, somebody, somebody took a picture of, it was like Requiem number four. And it was on. It was like nineteen dollars in a bag. And I was like, "Wow! I never I at s- amoeba." Yeah, really. So I would see. I've been seeing. Oh. I, I don't know how many. Maybe a half dozen where people are like chart. Like it's it's up past the rate of what the fuck was it three dollars or something when it came out. Yeah, yeah. But just to see that they're still out there. And I know, it's like, pretty impressive. We have some. We have some people that were like were big fans of ours that have like told us. I mean, I know like Albert from decibel was aware of requiem and eclipse and stuff yeah, i even sold him some of my like limited supply he's like i only need these two issues do you have those like yeah yeah i mean and that's that's cool i mean and like you know if we if this podcast or those you know old eclipse or requiems have like they inspired people to like get more into like kind of cooler metal or if we uh, you know even add it one iota of like extra level of like intelligence or analysis that maybe some of the or even enthusiasm doing. yeah because <laughs> some mean, of the writing whew. my those first couple issues that i did is awful my my first couple issues of eclipse i look back and i'm like what was i saying and plus my attitudes were so ingrained in a certain stereotype at that point like sure. i was so anti like american death metal in like 96 97 that anything i was writing about if it didn't have like dark tranquility like tremola shit i was like what the fuck is it? you know and now i look and i'm like oh it's a disaster you know i yeah. was i was so close-minded but i didn't know grammar either at all so I, yeah. even being a high school student i did not know how to write well and I, a lot of there's a lot of hard lessons in that like showing this thing to my mom that i'd me and chris had worked so hard on so many late nights at kinko's copy and there's and, some cringe there yeah and she's the first thing is Oh, this—that's not the right, correct use of a comma. Like, what? That shouldn't be hyphenated. That's yeah. two words. Like, uh, but it made it. In, it stuck in I my head. A and I became a writer from yes. doing that, and especially once uh, Chris brought me in as like an editor and editor in chief and stuff to sort of like help edit other people's reviews and stuff. Like, I had to become more conscious of it. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was great at that, but it, it definitely got me better. Makes it made me a better name. teacher. And yeah. now when I read papers, I, I I lean on lessons of like you know, a voice, you know, that mm-hmm. was like a really important thing was to make sure, you know, your writers had like a voice because otherwise it's just, you can have great grammar and no, no soul, no soul you know, to it, yeah. but you can, ha- you can be like pretty rough, but we had a couple guys that were pretty rough, but you, but they had soul could, yeah. and they had identity to their writing. Mm-hmm. So you could like read this as like, Oh, this is this guy right away. Yep. For sure. For sure. So, so those are just some ideas that we're kind of throwing around. Any sort of feedback you want, guys want to give us, you know, feedback on uh, Twitter. If you check us out at, uh, at Podcast Requiem on Facebook, Mark and Jason, uh, send us an email at requiempodcast at gmail.com. Um, or certainly, I think there's a way through Patreon. I haven't played a lot on the website, but there's probably a way. Well, certainly that, yeah, there's a that, that email I just read a second ago is through Patreon. So you know, we're, we're always looking for, for feedback. And if you guys have a cool idea as a Patreon, especially of like, Hey, this is something I would be interested in because I love your podcast. You know, 
there's probably something we haven't even thought of before too. Sure. So let us know. And see, like most of I, I support probably three or four people or three or four different like shows and stuff on, on Patreon, but I, I don't engage with all the the options that they have. I mm-hmm. just like, I'm on like, you know, three or $4, five dollars sure. a month. Yeah. If I like their normal content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm like a terrible person to even ask. Like, so the Same stuff here. we came up with, yeah. we were like, if this is cool, if there's something simpler, if there's something more complex, that's whatever. I just, I don't know what is the, is the right. Sure. You know, good now, I know in thinking about it, cause I don't know if, how much we've ever advertised it. We're, the the t-shirts and things like that where where can people get requiem t-shirts i've shared it a few times on facebook oh, but shit. you know do what you remember i don't okay it's a <laughs> we'll have to post a link maybe we'll post a link on patreon and yeah stuff i have, like I have that. to find it again because i it's not connected to my website yeah that used to be a place where they could get mugs and t-shirts and things like that what we should do is like make the um mark and jason page put that in like our profile yeah or something cause, be cool. uh, and i'll put it on my website as well because I've got a link to the store, but then I need... I try to keep that separate from everything else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all that stuff, it's print-on-demand. I've seen some of the quality. I have one. It's it looks cool. good. Yeah, I got one. Um, the guy that, that runs the place just got a new um, a new press to do mugs and gotcha. stuff with as well. So. so there you go. If any of you are Detroit fans of what we do, uh, and you're at Hell in the Cell, I'll wear my Requiem Metal Podcast shirt. <laughs> I'll be in row two, uh, section 227, all right, in the Little Caesars Arena and stuff, so... But I guess I, we should probably say uh, that if you do want to go to Patreon and support us, um, it's www. Uh, www.patreon.com backslash Requiem Podcast. Pretty easy. So, um, you know, we, again, we appreciate all the support we've gotten so far. And so I wanted to read off before we, we kind of get out of here some of the people that have already initially, you know, given some money and, and set up some, some monthly donations and stuff, which, again, is going to help us hopefully improve this and get new technology and maybe invest in a website and, and do some different things that, that, again, we haven't really been able to do before. So we've got Wendy Schaefer and Doug McKee and Rob uh, Stenzinger. Rob, uh, excuse me, Dan Galgano has ponied up for some money, to, uh, some money too. And then we have our top Patreon people so far. We got um, Phil Wadey, who I read the email from, Ryan Tizinger, uh, Luis uh, Kane, Ben Adler, who's been an old, old fan of the podcast um, for, you know, he comments a lot on Facebook stuff, um, Adam Amandolito, and then Andreas Pereira, uh, who I probably, I apologize, Andreas. It's probably pretty close. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty close. He he's another guy that's uh, really active on social media and really has been super supportive of, of everything we've ever done. And so it's nice to see people kind of jump in when when I've seen their names floating around like Twitter or Facebook for so mm-hmm. long and be like, wow, they they really you know believe in what we're doing and stuff. And so again, we really appreciate that. Um, and so you know keep uh, keep spreading the word. And if you've shared our Patreon information with other people, uh, uh, anything kind of helps. Cause yeah, absolutely. We didn't know when we did this, if anybody would care, cause you said you've tried doing Patreon before and it was kind of, I did. Know. Yeah. For my own, uh, just for my illustration stuff, but it's like, how many videos do you want to see of me doing? <laughs> yeah. Like it's in, in some sense, it's not worth it. If you're the stuff that I would have to do would take so much extra time. It's not worth $30 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if we're already doing, like, we're not really saying we're going to do anything completely bonkers and weird. We've got yeah. infrastructure. Just yeah. tell us. You you like our product. We've done it for almost 10 years without <laughs> any kind of means of getting money or anything. We used to yeah. do, like, executive producers for yeah. a, a little so bit. So every once in a while, we you know, you get, like, 20 or 30 bucks or mm-hmm. something, which, which, which helps. But there's... Mm-hmm. 
That was like morphed to like pay web fees. That was paying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, web fees and uh, domain names and all that kind of stuff. But now we just have, uh, you know, we're doing everything on, on the, the cheapest way possible. Yeah. And if you'd like to see more, then uh, we uh, encourage you to, to help at any, just like NPR. Absolutely. It's still going to be here, but in that you've got that nagging thing in the back of your yep. head that, man, I could just, for the price of a cup of coffee. Here you go. That's it. You could uh, be a patron. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, it's like four trips to, to Tim Hortons a month that you would just, you know, two. It's like two bucks a time. You yeah. Know, if you want, you know, two fifty for you know whatever. So that's ten bucks a month. If you enjoy it and you have the means to throw us a couple bucks, uh, we would totally appreciate it. If not, we understand. Oh, I've been totally poor too. Yep. I, I still have. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it's so it's uh, patreon.com backslash requiem podcast. So. Um, so, you know, I'll be contacting some of those Patreons, uh, soon, probably in the next week or so to try and get addresses from them. So we can maybe mail out, like I said, the initial, like, uh, thank you Eclipse or Requiem magazine and stuff like that. Um, the other thing is, oh yeah, the hurricane relief. So, you know, if you, uh, give.hands.org backslash team one, three, five, nine, four, three, if you want to help out uh that one goes more towards hurricane irma i believe and then decibel magazine is doing one for hurricane harvey as well and so as we sort of close things out here we kind of want it to uh you know throw another kind of cool song that we've we've been sort of rocking out and i know we mentioned in the seance show that we most recently put up that it's kind of a weird timing that we had just finished a three-part paradise loss and all of a sudden, this grandiose, really, I mean, uh, one of the best Paradise Losses, uh, I think. Well, it's hard because they're all pretty freaking good. Yeah. But Medusa. But uh, it's a return to form without being, I mean. Derivative. I'm sure, yeah, without yep. being derivative or without just like uh, relying on your past your past catalog. It's uh, it's an interesting marriage of, of, of both things. And we're going to uh, close her out with the song Symbolic Virtue, which is the B-side to the Blood and Chaos seven inch that predated it's I think it's on all the CDs. Oh, I think it? has the, has the two okay. different. There's shrines and then there's symbolic virtues, the two bonus tracks, which is nice because people don't really do bonus tracks that much anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> unless it's like Japanese editions or, or I don't even know like if that's that. a thing anymore. Yeah, to be honest, that used to be like one of the selling points or to pay for import CDs. But and seeing stuff. like singles are coming back to a certain degree, like uh, at least the collectability of you know LPs mm-hmm. and how that's all happened in the last like ten years. So. Yep. Uh, but but this is one that's more, it almost has more Icon Draconian Times vibe yeah. to it. With no little, death metal. Yeah. No death yeah. singing. Yeah, it's got a cool, it's got a little bit of that Christian dumb, Brave Murder Day kind of minor chord riffing like throughout it a couple times. And but, a good like melodic vocal line, yeah. which is... Kind of has a one second almost vocal line or Draconian. Yeah. You know, and kind of yeah, the, the, the keyboard, the piano kind of lead line and stuff in there too it's it's yeah. that's great so we thought this would be kind of a fun song to kind of close things off since this is just sort of a, a special one-off little episode that's meant to be kind of a little mini episode that we'll post to get the the word out for the patreon stuff it's almost as long as a regular episode is it yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> With we no can music. talk we can talk yeah we we know that's why like i said if you're interested in us talking that could be a, a bonus thing for for patreon fans for us to talk about some random subject of some sort but yeah, so check us out on patreon.com backslash Requiem Podcast. Also hit us up on iTunes, leave us a comment. Uh, we appreciate those. The, the more you can kind of, the more comments, the more support, you know, five star ratings, things like that. Obviously, Facebook, check us out. Twitter, check us out. And send us an email and let us know what you think of the show. And, uh, you know, thank you again for those initial Patreons that we read off before and uh, keep it coming. We appreciate really it. Really appreciate so. it. So uh, for Requiem Metal Podcast and Paradise Lost Symbolic Virtue, I'm Jason. And I'm Mark.
I cannot breathe, the thoughts devour 